Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Ribbon. This podcast is brought to you by Pete's Car Smart Kia. These guys are not here just to sell you a car, but they believe in building relationships with their customers and the community. Visit their website at petescarsmartkia.com and be sure to follow them on their social media platforms as well. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse, Pam McMillan. We're here for round two, huh? Round two. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're listening to this podcast and haven't listened to our first uh, podcast with our 24 Hours in the Canyon Committee, what should they do? Pam, push pause, push stop. Go back to the previous episode. Yeah. Go listen. back to the first one and uh, last week's episode mm-hmm. and then come back. That's right. You can see what makes 24 Hour work. Um, by listening to the committee members. Yeah. So we have a, just to catch everybody up, we have a, a, a large group of, of committee members that have jo- uh, decided to join us and be on our podcast. We have Are so- you sure that's true? Uh, well, <laughs> did they decide or we helped them decide? Did you kind of uh, chip them? We may have. We mm-hmm. may have. Um, twist some arms, maybe. Uh, took them to lunch. Took them to lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, so- all of our committee members are not all, but most of them are joining us on the podcast um, for the last episode in this episode to talk about why they're a part of 24 hours. That's right. And tell their story. And and today, uh, this podcast, you want to start this one off with, is it fair to say one of my favorite committee members? You better say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it is. It is. So, um, this one, this one may be a little strange to, to do, but I tell you, it's going to be good. I can promise you that. Uh, Kimberly, my wife, Kimberly Parnell is joining us on the podcast. Hello. Yeah. Uh, comes at this from a little different angle. I didn't have to take her to lunch. That's good. To talk her into coming on board. (laughs) In fact, I just told him at supper, when am I coming? Yeah. Or maybe you told me. Well, (laughs) we were talking about getting people to come on board for the, 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 uh, committee. You, you, you've been, well, we'll talk about that. Let's, let's just jump right in. How long have you been a part of 24 Hours in the Canyon? Um, It kind of feels like forever, but I guess the real accurate answer would be 16 plus years. So um, we've been, I've been here since the beginning. There's not a lot that can say that, Pam. No, there's very few that met in your kitchen. Yes. Some casseroles were probably made. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) probably. Sitting around our living room. So why 24. So I think whenever, um, I think why 24, I, um, there is one thing that I can remember, um, throughout Ryan's journey of diagnosis and misdiagnosis. Um, it was around the fall kind of Thanksgiving, Christmas ish time. And I just remember, um, at the time we had two young kids, our kids were, um, a toddler and three or four. Um, and I remember that gap between Thanksgiving and Christmas, there was all this unknown about, Hey, Ryan is ill. He isn't ill. Maybe he does have lymphoma. Maybe he doesn't. Um, a doctor had looked at me at one point in time and said, it's just lymphoma. It's no big deal. And I was mid twenties, had two young kids at home. And the only thing I could think about is I'm fixing to have to do this by myself. When you hear that cancer word, it immediately in my mind, I was like, he, he's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm this young widow with these two little kids. And, um, so that that's part of it. But I remember right before Christmas, I had not purchased run anything for Christmas that year because I was just so overwhelmed with everything that was happening around us. And, 
um, I could go to work and get the kids going, but I couldn't, like, I just couldn't function. And I remember my, I was walking through Dillard's with my mom and um, I was on a mission to find Ryan's Christmas gift. I was like, I was going to go, I was going to do this thing. And I was just overcome with emotion in the middle of Dillard's. And my mom looked at me and she said, what, what is wrong with you? And I said, I, mom, I just need to be honest. I, I can't buy him anything for Christmas because I also can't think about having to throw that away or get rid of it in the next year. And, and it seems silly to think that now, but at the time that was, that was just what I was met with. And I couldn't get past what was next. Like what I couldn't even look at the next day. And so I think when we embarked on this journey as a family, um, I have always said to Ryan, I, I don't ever want somebody else who was like me that day, a young mom, an, a parent, anybody, I just don't want anybody to have to think that. And so what are we going to do to hopefully make this a different scenario and a different outcome, or just allow somebody some mechanisms to cope with what they've been dealt? Mm-hmm. So the mission of 24 hours is? To provide resources to meet and address the unique needs of cancer survivors. Yeah. And cancer doesn't sleep, so why should we, That's right? That's right. For 24 hours, we can do anything. That's right. <laughs> uh, you know, Pam, listening to this brings back a well of emotions and thoughts and, and so forth. And to think about um, that and this little crazy weekend that is a little longer than a weekend, but just this crazy weekend and uh, to be able to turn that into something that wasn't available when we were going through what we went through. Correct. I think it's, it's overwhelming. Um, I have a sign that hangs on the wall of my office that says, uh, you were created with a purpose. Like that. It just says you were created on purpose for a purpose. And so um, while that hangs in my office and, this 24 hours is not my job. Um, it is my job as Ryan's supporter to just help in that way. And so um, we were created. Um, and I really believe without over making it overly spiritual, like I believe that this is our purpose right now. Um, it may not be our purpose forever. I don't know. Maybe it is. But I do believe that um, the Lord has been gracious and, um, it is our opportunity to give back. And so, um, if that means that for a weekend, um, our family becomes your family and our family grows by 1500 or 2000 people. Um, it's amazing. It seriously is one of my favorite weekends of the year. Um, and I, we really do believe that like, it's fun to see people year after year and it's fun to see the survivor there, um, who was there last year and didn't have any hair because they were in the thick of treatment. Um, but this year they're back and they want to volunteer and they want to do whatever and they have their family with them and it's a celebration um, with their family. Those parts of it are what I think keep us going. The bike riding is fun and it's super great and hanging out with people is super great. But the real mission of why we're there are um, are the survivors. Yeah. So um, that's your connection with cancers. And um, what is your favorite memory of 24? Um, so since we've been there from the beginning, um, our kids really have grown up at 24 hours. Um, and we love to tell the story of 
Um, when 24 Hours started, Bryson was five or six. I can't remember. Maybe he just maybe he just had a sixth birthday. Mm-hmm. Maybe I think so. Um, and he rode his bike around the campground. I mean, that was when we there was less was than a hundred people, Ryan. It was in Mesquite, and there was about a hundred people. Yeah, I mean, he rode his bike around the loop of the Mesquite campground, and he would say, "My dad said to tell y'all it's time for supper." Um, and I just remember, I mean, he was tiny and he just rode his little bike around. Um, and then, you know, Bentley has grown up there as well. And she, um, has always found something to do. We, it grew so fast. Like she didn't ever get the opportunity to, uh, ride her bike around and tell people it's time for supper. But I think that but she did learn to ride her bike. At 24 Without hours, training she did, wheels. you're right. I forgot that. Hours. I totally forgot that. So they, our kids have really grown up. I mean, like they're big now. They're 17 and 20. And um, so our kids have grown up there. And so I think whenever I look at that, I just look at the progression of how our kids are now intricately involved. Like mm-hmm. they want to do this. They want it to be the greatest weekend of the of the year. And, and they help do that. So if that is loading boxes in a trailer, if that's directing traffic, if that is figuring out where somebody is in the middle of the night when there's a rainstorm, our, our kids just do that. And so that's been fun, just watching them grow up and just like helping them get in the fold of what, what 24 hours is. I also think that our 24 hours family, um, they've just let our kids, they, they've allowed our kids to grow up. And so when we talk about committee members, I mean, some of those people who have come along alongside and on board since we started, they really are our family. And so um, they can call out the good in our kids and in us, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and they can call out the bad in our kids, and they don't hesitate to. And so um, I, I love that aspect of it, that the our committee, and even in some regards, the bike community have embraced our family, and it really does. Our family just grows exponentially. I think a lot of the riders know the Parnells. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. Some, yes, they do. They do. Uh, you know, and, and Pam, this is a hard one. Um, as I've done, all of our committee members is talk about maybe what is an impactful moment I have with each committee member. Um, and it's not lost on me that what Kimberly just shared was pretty much one of the things I was going to share in watching our children grow up and be a part of this. And sometimes I worried that maybe, you know, because of the things that that lead up to 24 hours and the time commitment and the, and which I would never trade for anything. I, there are some sacrifices and so forth. And and sometimes I, I worried that they would, you know, regret or resent 24 hours because of what it, it takes. Mm -hmm. But I know that's not the case because our oldest, Bryson, who's now a, a fireman, you know, uh, is like joining the committee, if you will, um, to be on our medical team. And he's already, you know, he's been, he's looking forward to it. He's been, you know, an integral part previously in some small pieces. But, you know, now next year he'll be able to be fully fledged on board running part of the medical team. And right. so, you know, and then, and then Bentley, as you said, Kimberly, she fits in where she needs to fit in and just jumps in and does what she needs to do. So mm-hmm. it's it's been a very unique experience, obviously, um, for 16-plus years. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Full circle. Full circle. But we, I, I seriously don't think I would trade it for anything. No. I mean, there's been a lot of late-night coffee brewing 
um, where yeah. we were Stress. like, oh, we have to finish this such and such. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we would get our kids to bed or we would send our kids to bed as they got older and um, we would brew a pot of coffee and sit down in the living room floor or at the dining room table and just knock, knock those things out. Or as they've gotten older, we just let them be a part of it. Like, yeah. hey, we're going to stay up until this is done. So if you want to, that's great. But in the morning, no. If you're choosing to stay up, like, we don't want to hear about <laughs> how tired you are. Maybe that's tough love. I don't know. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Well, it goes without saying thank you um, for joining us on the podcast. Well, thanks. And um, for being my my sidekick. Thanks. Appreciate it. And my <laughs> my uh, sounding board, my, my sanity check, and all of the things that go on in and around this podcast. Uh, wild and fun event yeah it is seriously i love it and i wouldn't i wouldn't want to do it with anybody else so thanks for letting me be a part pam our next guests uh from the committee coming in to join us on our podcast are uh it sounds weird to say friends of mine because everybody's friends of mine right that's how they get here right yeah absolutely but uh another husband and wife team uh marcus and julie smith thank you guys for joining us on the podcast today Thank you. Yeah. And so let's just start like we are with everybody. How long have you been involved with 24 Hours? Well, honestly, um, I was thinking back and we've about 13 and a half years ago, um, we weren't really involved yet, but we did have a sick child. And um, lo and behold, um, some neighbors about four houses down um, were kind enough to be bringing us casseroles to our house. Some and neighbors. Some neighbors. Wonder yes. who those neighbors are. Yes, we didn't know that. They happen to be the Parnells. Yes. <laughs> um, but yes, we had a, a young daughter, two and a half, had cancer, and so we were in the thick of it, and, and didn't you know? Some days didn't even know you know um, how to even function, and um, so to me, it started then, um, and we then became participants in the race. You know, Marks and I would go down there. And we would take the kids. At one point, you know, the kids would count down the race to get it started. Yeah. Um, Marcus would ride in it. I would ride in it. I would fall I have off my bike in it. 24? The whole 24? No, no, no. Competitive? No. Oh, non-competitive? Good, good grief. No, 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 no. We were non-competitive because at that point the kids were so little. We would come down for a little bit and... The kids uh, did the kids race. The kids race. Still Absolutely. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, to me, it started a long time ago. And then, of course... When we were in the thick of it, we were thinking, you know, why did our child have cancer? Why was it us? Um, and when we had time to really sit down and think about it, um, our why was because when this was over, we needed to give back and to help others through it. And we were lucky enough to have this right in front of us. And so when she was done with treatment, um, we were going to give back. And so that's how we got involved. And so now here we are. She's 16, and we've oh, been doing it's hard this. To I know, right? <laughs> and so, yeah. All these committee members are long timers. Long haul, longevity. Uh, you know, we forgot to mention, you know, there's this ceremony you have to do, and you get the chip implanted and the tattoo <laughs> and all the things. Mm, no, well, just they kidding. Just, just didn't kidding. know that. We were just joking. <laughs> we didn't realize the casseroles that, that you brought us had something in it that. <laughs> Little did we know we were going to now become board members. So yeah, so yeah. As Marcus, as Julie alluded to, Pam, we were neighbors. Grew up, our kids kind of grew up down the street from each other, and um, um, 
obviously we we saw it from uh, four houses down, you know, with Cami and 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 do all of the things uh, with them, and then. We must have done something because they moved off. I'm guessing you didn't cook the uh, casseroles. It wasn't good or something. Did Kimberly um, do that? But she, not, no comment. But we we hooked them in, right? We hooked mm-hmm. them in. So, uh, and that was, you know, she's 16. So 13, you said 13, 13 and a half years. Yep. Wow. So why do y'all continue 24? Well, I I will say that if you if you put this committee together, I would, I personally would say if Armageddon hits, I want to be with this committee because they can make a small city run. So it's, it's so much fun. Obviously we still love mountain biking and road biking and we don't do it as you know competitive like we used to, but just the fact that, um, a, we love being there for the race. Um, we love being outdoors, but, but most of all the impact that we can make on future people that have cancer um, are done with cancer and, you know, just want to be part of it. I mean, it's just such a, a magical thing to be part of. Even though when you're out there, there's times where you're like, oh, my gosh, I need some sleep and I yes. need, you know, something other than some sort of power bar or weird thing to eat. <laughs> <laughs> or electrolyte drink to keep you from being exactly. dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> but even in those moments, all it takes is somebody riding through and then you hear their story and that's all you need to keep going for the 24 hours. Yeah. All yeah. That weekend. You know, uh, you talk about being there for the full 24 hours and which is really about like 48, 52 hours. It seems like <laughs> on the front end and the back end and, um, reaching those, I, I, I feel it every year, those valleys and those peaks and those valleys and those peaks. And sometimes it's like that valley and you just kind of like, Oh, I'm tired. And you're right, Marcus. And all of a sudden you see something, you go, yeah, I don't feel so tired. <laughs> this is not so bad. And I, I love working the aid station because, yes, you have the competitive people that come through, but then you also have the people that are there that are not competitive, that like to take the time. And when they stop, we always like to ask, you know, why are you here? What's your connection? Mm-hmm. And those are the stories that always just, you know, hit you. And I, I, do, I love hearing why they're there. Yeah, there's so many unique stories that come out of the weekend. Many of them, you know, I, we don't ever get to hear. Uh, some of them you hear days, weeks, months after. Um, luckily, I didn't tend to catch a lot of those stories, which is really cool. And I send them on throughout the committee. But let's talk about you. You touched on, Julie, uh, your connection to cancer um, with Cammie. Let's let's briefly go back to that real quick. If we can just say you said what she was diagnosed with. Let's talk about that and how she's doing. Um, so she was diagnosed at two and a half with uh, leukemia. Um, she had ALL and went through, you know, three years of treatment, um, which obviously was pretty brutal for anybody, but especially for a little two and a half year old that, you know, doesn't understand anything. She has a twin sister. So, you know, it added a little, you know, kind of an extra little thing there to manage that as well. Um, she's 16 now, um, does great. Um, you know, one thing that, that I think, we learn out of the survivorship center is that, you know, even we're this far removed from it, but yet we're still dealing with the effects from what cancer brought to our family, whether it's, you know, now she, she has issues with um, some lung issues that are left over from scarring from, you know, chemo. Um, and, you know, to this day, we still have, you know, we, her sister deals with a little bit of PTSD and, and sure. is very frightened with, sick people, you know, right. doesn't, you know, doesn't know how to navigate that sometimes, but yeah. So 
you know, we continue to um, want to pay it forward and, and really instill that in our kids too, that, you know, they, they have a, a great gift and they've, um, it, one of Cammie's band friends, she's a, she's in the band um, on the drum line and one of her friends um, passed away from cancer uh, this, this year, you know, with a long battle. So, you know, even though it, sometimes being in that cancer family, you want to run from it and you want to go, you know what, I don't want, I don't want to mess with it anymore, but you realize how blessed you are and the gifts that God gave you to, to, to be able to pay it forward. And so even though there's things like that that come up that still kind of make you want to run, um, you, you realize you got to stay there and, and continue to right. fight. Yeah. What an awesome story you have to share. Um, I know you have lots of memories of 24 hours. What's your favorite one? Gosh, uh, Again, we've been in for so long. It's, I have some that just hit me every year. It doesn't matter how long we've been in it. Um, I think one of the first ones is when I just took some time by myself. And, you know, there's lots of signs that are out there. And to be in the quiet and to just walk around and to see what people put on their signs of either who they're writing for in memory of or who who the survivors are, um, that's one. And the one that, you know, I love the moment of silence and prayer. And you turn around and you see everybody bowing with their arms around each other before the start of the race. And then as they take off, and I think it was not this year, but last year when the riders all stopped and they stopped to hug the survivors along the route. We were, yeah. we, I think we were all like, what's taking so long for them to get down yeah. the road? Why aren't we yes. going? <laughs> but when we, when we stepped out there, we realized that they were hugging their survivors. Mm-hmm. And so that's another one that gets me every year is the, the road. Um, but I'll let Marcus tell. Well, I, I think one of mine is, is in it and it's a little selfish because it has to do with our daughter, but, just her as a survivor, she was still pretty little and she's holding this big old sign, mm-hmm. you know, that, that talks about her being a, a survivor. And it just, this little smile on her face. And she's just like, she's so pumped to be there. And, um, she was probably more concerned about where she placed in the kids race than she was <laughs> getting the, sign for the survivorship part. But, um, that's a, that's a great memory for me along with just, you know, I mean, for the full weekend, which, Obviously, when you're down there, it feels like a full week, but right. um, there's just so much, you know, that's happening that you just realize, man, it's a, it's a, it's a great group of people that are there for one reason, and, and it's a, it's pretty awesome to see. And I, I, this one, we both, it hit us. I think it hit a lot of people this last year. Um, there was a woman there that um, that finished the race, and uh, I help with. Um, on the medic side of it and they called me over and she wasn't feeling well. And I think she rode the 24 hours with her husband and competitively, competitively. Yes. And the, the race of course starts on Saturday, finishes on Sunday. I believe she had received chemo on Wednesday. She did. And so she was very dizzy. Um, I, you know, she was overheated. She didn't have enough fluids. I'm sure she didn't have enough, you know, intake of food, and so we were working on her, and the awards um, started. And so all of our big, burly 24 hours guys moved her over in her chair so that she could be closer. And um, she did not want the attention. She did want, not want people to see her. Um, and then her name was called for an award. 
and she wanted to get up on that podium. Yeah. And so everybody helped her so that she could get up there. And I, most people did not know what she had been through, but those of us that did, it was pretty powerful to know that. Yeah. I, if people don't know that, you know, maybe they do, but a lot of people don't know that chemo is poison. Yeah. It's just that the good cells grow back faster than the bad cells. And the fact that she had that pumped into her body on Wednesday and she was determined to show up and race and then she wanted to get her, you know, award. That's yeah. pretty, pretty yeah. cool. Yes. It, th- there's no doubt in my mind that will go down in history as one of the, the greatest moments thus far in 24 hours. Um, yeah. I mean, it is. We have some fun times, but you we know, also have some we do. occasions like that that just take our breath away. And yeah. We're yeah. grateful for those. I, I, I looked back at the picture of myself and, and Cammie this, mo- this morning. <laughs> You're making, a little younger. Yeah. That, that was my first comment was, wow, <laughs> how much younger am I than I was then? Um, as I show you the picture That's of 2013. One of my favorite Favorite. You know, but I think she has her helmet on backwards. It's, it's, <laughs> or, or it's up on high. It's up. It's up high. Or too small. But yeah. you know, as as you yeah. see the picture, I save it. It pops up in my memory regularly um, from 2013, and it's hard to believe. Yeah, that we we've been doing this crazy thing that long. Um, Pam, if you'll indulge me for a minute, as I've said earlier, what we've been doing is is I've been coming up with um, the committee members that have been on here. Uh, my most memorable, or some memorable. Um, aspect or impactful aspect from, from 24 hours as it relates to each person that's come in. So uh, I think for both of you, but, but more so Julie, um, you guys, you have instilled with your kiddos. So your kids were little as we just talked about and, and have come and participated and been a part. And it's cool now to see Pam them volunteering, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's, it's again, paying it forward and they, there's, I mean, I, I kid not really, but seriously, I mean, uh, Noah deserved an award last year for putting up with the most, you know, uh, sarcasm, most, you know, harassment, but I mean, he was chunking boxes. He was handling things. He was moving things. He, he was, was playing some good music. He was all, <laughs> it was his, list. It was his and his playlist over there. You're right. And you're he right. He was determined to stay up all night. And he, he almost it made it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and right as his dad, I mean, that's, that's huge to, to watch him work that hard yeah. and to get the, the, the kudos from the guys. And of course they're, they, they want to jab at me at the same time. Right. They're like, hey, Marcus, why is Noah putting T-posts in? Doing more than you. Two or three hits, <laughs> and it's taking you five hits. And um, so, man, and he loved it. I mean, he walked away from that weekend, and he he's like, man, when is, when is it again next year? Yeah. So, and that's, that's a lifelong thing of service above the, thyself. Um, so that, to Pam, has been one of the most memorable things, just of many. Another, and I won't go into great detail because I know Marcus knows, um, but there was one of many nights that Cammie was in the hospital, and I remember you guys would take turns, you know, had to be at work and da-da-da, and I just remember there was a, a real, it was around October, and there was a, it was a crazy time, and she'd been in there for a while, and I just remember I texted Marcus, you know, hey, 
you need anything? And you texted me back what you needed. And I showed up at the hospital with a little contraband and, uh, we had our little moment there in the hospital while Cammy was asleep. And, uh, I mean, it, cause it, that just goes to show it's not just the, the cancer survivor goes through cancer. It's the whole family, the whole family. And in this case, moms and dads. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so sometimes just as a reminder to those listening, think about those other folks who are still going through it with, you know, as caregivers, whether it's a parent or whether it's a spouse or a friend or loved one, because, it's important to not overlook and neglect, but I always think about some of those moments that we shared. Well, and I, you know, you make a great point, Ryan, that um, the one thing that, you know, there's not a book, there's not a pamphlet that tells you that, oh, hey, by the way, here's what's going to happen to the whole family once you either going through this or going out of it. And, and I can tell you, I mean, it, man, it wreaked havoc on our family, um, on our marriage, on, on the other kids and, you know, it took a long time and a lot of, um, you know, God's guidance to, to get us back where we needed to be. Yeah. And, um, we always joke that, um, you know, Cammy might not remember a lot of her treatment or that kind of thing, but Julie and I will be in, you know, counseling and, and, and having a cocktail from now on because of, you know, and, and, what happened. And saying, you remember when? <laughs> because when you're in it, it's appointments, you have a schedule, everything's laid out for you, but when when you're out, everybody's like, yay, you're out. And then we finish and we're like, what now? Yeah. What now? Why aren't you back to what? normal? Yeah, it's and it's it is Yeah. That and that's why we want to help pay it forward and help people walk that journey of afterwards and, you know, just to get life back to normal whatever that looks like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you for sharing your story and for uh, what you do, not just on 24 hours weekend, but all year round and uh, for what you do for our survivors. Absolutely. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Pam, our next committee member for uh, 24 hours is Haley Bell and uh, super excited to introduce all of our listeners uh, to Haley. Haley, thanks for joining us on our podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how long you have been helping and working with 24 Hours in the Canyon. Okay, so um, like you said, my name is Haley Bell, and I first started with 24 Hours in the Canyon um, unofficially in 2009. I came out with some friends. I was pregnant (laughs) and was just there to witness and hang out. Please tell me you didn't run. I did not ride, <laughs> but I was mixing heat by the end of my time there. I was uh, on a gator. So Yeah, so l- let's just hang on a second. So <laughs> she said she came out and watched and observed, and what did we do? We put her to work. <laughs> yes, I had a giant spoon and was all in these giant orange buckets, mixing heat and filling ice water. So that happened pretty quickly, and it was that year that you guys approached me and asked if I wanted to join in on the fun, and that's, that's where we've been since then. 2009. Wow. And why 24 hours? You know, whenever I was thinking about this, 24 hours to me, there's there's two big things with 24. People and then the connection that come with that. So there's there's two parts to that. There's the people on the committee that it's just like this weird, dysfunctional, (laughs) but functional family that you may not see any time during the year until it's 24 season, which is longer than it may seem. It's longer than a weekend for sure. but those people just kind of come together and know their roles and know one another and you know you can lean on them. But then there's also the other side of that for the participants mm-hmm. and how 24 hours just 
has this weird way of just pulling people in. I mean, I, I got pulled in by just coming to hang out. And then over that has evolved with now my sister's on the committee. My dad rides. He was never a, a cyclist. My dad rides. He's brought in his friends. They mm -hmm. have this huge group that come down and ride pretty competitively. So it just well, kind well, of not pretty competitively. Okay, Watch out. <laughs> Very competitively. <laughs> so um, I just, I, I love the way that it pulls people in. And the unique thing too, what you just said about like, you may go not quite a full year, maybe 10 months without seeing some certain people on the committee, but it always seems like Pam, when we get back together, it's like you pick right back up where you left off. Yeah. You don't miss a beat. It's, Hey, I heard you did this and I heard you did this. How's this going? Yeah. And then it's you're the right back in thing. it. It is. <laughs> and it's it is. really hard, as Haley just kind of alluded to, it may be kind of hard to put your finger on how that works, but it does. And, it, and it's the it's very eclectic group, for sure, for sure. Well, tell our listeners, Haley, um, about your connection, you know, because there's uh, obviously a lot of people have uh, connections to 24 hours in one way or the other. And let's talk about maybe uh, your connection to cancer, um, how it relates to 24 hours. Okay. So, um you know, not only was I on the committee for 24, I worked at the foundation um, that's with 24 Hours for uh, for a while, for about six, seven years. Um, but oddly enough, my you know, I got into 24 Hours, got hired on at the foundation, and about six months later um, was when I was diagnosed with a really rare sarcoma. And it was then that it, I, I kind of got it. I mean, I, I realized the the impact that the survivorship center has and the why of 24 hours took on a whole new meaning, even though I'd been doing it for years. Um, and, and just how much of an impact this, this makes. It's crazy what a weekend can do. <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> what a weekend can do. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that weekend, um, I know a lot of things happen. What is the most memorable event that happened for at 24 hours? Um, I would say impactful. Uh, the most impactful piece to me is the mass start, bar none. That is, that is one of the. No matter how many times you experience it, no matter who you know, it is just an overpowering emotional experience. You you have all of these riders, most of whom don't know one another. You have cancer survivors, most of whom don't know one another, lining the streets, and just the sound of the flyover and the, the chain rings and the clips. And it, I mean, it's just this buildup, but it's also completely silent. Like no one is speaking and everyone is just <clears throat> kind of holding their breath. And it's an, it's an incredibly emotional experience every single year. It is. There's it's a lot. It's my favorite. <laughs> there's a, yeah. There's a lot of hugs. There's a lot of high fives. There's a lot of, there's some tears. Um, not going to lie. I think I've shed a tear or two at the start kind of because it's that culmination of now it's here and it's going and maybe I can breathe, breathe. a little bit, <laughs> but yes. also because of the emotional impact where you see uh, someone who may live, you know, states away coming here and, and high-fiving and hugging cancer survivors that they're here supporting. Yeah. And, and again, that's, that's their connection. They may not know these people personally, but it's like, I'm riding for you and, mm -hmm. and people just like you. And it's, it's really cool. You know, Pam, I, I, when we talked about this, one of the things that, that I kind of, in my mind, I have started reflecting on some of my most memorable pieces and parts with our committee members. Right. So if you'll, Bear with me as I'm thinking through some things, um, most memorable things that involve Haley. Right. Okay. So, uh, and she's going to laugh and, and, and 
and really, um, uh, I just remember the year, I don't think it was your first year because it was another time you were pregnant. We've done three pregnant 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to go We've there. We've done three. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. All her kiddos, uh, yeah, she was pregnant with all three of her kiddos, her boys, during a 24 hours weekend. And if you know, sometimes it's, it's brutally hot on occasions. <laughs> However, one year, Haley and another person that was on our committee, who coincidentally happened to also be pregnant, and this was during one of the most crazy drought seasons we've had, um, they were hammering wooden stakes into the ground that said, don't park on the grass. Do not park on grass. <laughs> this is 2012. And I, I look over and I, I look over and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We can't have the, the, the two pregnant ladies hammering <laughs> these things into this concrete dirt because it was so hard. It was so drought stricken. And I was like, no, no, no. And she's like, go back over there and do what you need to do. We got this under control. And I was like, yes, ma'am. Don't mess with the pregnant lady. <laughs> right? and, then, and then what happened to those do not park on grass signs? We burnt them. <laughs> <laughs> we had a bonfire with them, not during 24 hours, but at our year end party. Post party. We, we burnt those things up. And I remember looking at Haley and she was like smiling ear to ear. Like, yeah, I remember those things when I was hammering them into the, they deserve to burn <laughs> into the hard dirt. <laughs> oh, but in, in all seriousness, no, the, so uh, one of the things that I, that sticks out in my mind the most, you know, we do uh, hours for folks that that um, are uh, survivors of cancer or, or in honor or in memory. And, you know, we did an hour for, for you one year um, after you had kind of gone through all of yours and had a couple of surgeries and uh, everything uh, turned out to be great. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that, that's a, a, an incredible memory there as well. I think, uh, you know, we talk about powerful moments and it's really powerful when, um, you just can't ever get rid of someone. And Haley is one of those people that I just know <laughs> that I can go, She's Hey, here for the long if you, would you take care? Yeah, I got it. Would you, I got it. And so, uh, Haley, we appreciate what you do, uh, for 24 hours in the Canyon and for our survivors, uh, one of which you are. So, um, Thanks for having me. yeah, thank you for everything. It's my honor. And uh, we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Pam, our next uh, committee member is someone that I've known a long time. Uh -huh. And, of course, as many of these are very interesting ways they've come back around. Right. But uh, super excited to have Jeremy Tracy on the podcast to join us. So, Jeremy, uh, let's tell our listeners how long you've been involved with 24 Hours. Uh, nine years. Been involved with 24 Hours in the Canyon. And kind of like Ryan stated, we uh, go back to the harvester days That's over right. in Gray County, Pampa, Texas. Grew oh, up together. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. You, you know, Pam, real fast how this works. And we've talked about this on a, a number of occasions. Um, it, it's, it's just this weird interwoven web. And as Jeremy just said, we went to high school together. And then uh, when we made the decision, we wanted to have um, two uh, medical teams, basically one for the competitive mountain bike area and one for the competitive road down in the lower portion. He was like, oh, I know a guy, uh, he works with me over at Lifestar, buddy of mine, uh, I'll bring him over. And here they come. <laughs> and and here I'm like, is. oh my gosh, <laughs> I know this guy. Stuck with us for nine years. That's right. That's I right. Have. I have. And, and kind of like you stated, it is kind of the, the spider web of of everybody out there with Fleming and, yes. and, and uh, uh, just everybody, Alan, you know, knowing all these people kind of, sort of, yep. you know, yep. and we all come together for a great event. That's right. Every yeah. year. So Jeremy, why 24 hours? Well, did a lot of, or not a lot of cycling, but uh, back in college kind of 
junior, senior year in high school, got into cycling in Pampa. What much as uh, Ryan can attest, not much cycling going over there because right. I was kind of a cross-country track athlete. Uh, got into that. Went off to college down at Texas State. Uh, had a pretty big intramural team down there. Did that for quite some time. And Anywho, ended back uh, here in Amarillo and had a friend, and we'd go down to the canyon all the time. Uh, life gets in the way, you know, got married. My wife, she grew up riding horses and not, uh, you know, riding bikes. <laughs> so kind of hung up the mountain bike for a while, and uh, but through a connection, Bill Rex Road, and right. Bill and I have worked together, oh, God, coming up on 26 years now. Uh, he was like, hey, you know, and I, and I kind of heard about it, you know, kind of through the grapevine that uh, that was going on uh, a lot of positive things and Bill's like, Hey, you know, kind of like Ryan stated, we're going to add a second. Would you be interested? It's like, well, heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's do this. So kind of got involved there and, uh, cancer really not on my side of the family, but on my wife's side of the family's, uh, my wife, uh, very impactful, uh, a lot of, uh, glioblastomas, uh, several, I want to say probably seven or eight family members, of hers that have been directly affected by cancer. And as well as my wife, you know, I started back, I guess that was 2012, mm -hmm. uh, the year it got rained out. That's right. Uh, but the wife, uh, Shelly, she was diagnosed in uh, October of uh, 2012 with breast cancer. Went through that process. So, you know, like everybody and you guys deal with this more than, than I do, that, you know, once cancer touches your life in whatever shape, form that is, mm -hmm. um, it's it's an eye opener. It's a game changer for yeah. sure. Well, and and you touched on you know the the other question that we ask about the connection to cancer, and um, I had no idea that it, it ran so deep um, throughout your family. Obviously, aware of your wife Shelley's uh, uh, journey through her cancer, and um, it's been I know that's been one of the things that was was you guys worked together and struggled through all of that. You and you bet, um, she's doing well, doing well. Yeah. Cancer free that she, I guess, got cleared. What was that at whatever year mark that, you know, you don't have to come back and less for your annual visit. For sure. Right. So she's been cleared, but, uh, it is a journey. It's, um, it's very touching, you know, of what, uh, you guys do here at the survivorship. And, uh, I bring it up every chance I get because a lot of people still, you know, True. in the panhandle of Texas aren't too familiar with it. Uh, but it's just, um, like I stated, we're, we're, we're a crazy bunch that comes together every year at 24 hours. Uh, and it just, it, it's pretty much now like clockwork. It you is. Know, it uh, is. Everybody, you know, people have come, people have gone mm -hmm. as far as, mm -hmm. uh, the, the core committee. But I think at the end of the day, we show up, you know, a couple of times prior to the event, we show up for the event set everything up and in a way we go roll and it rolls just like <laughs> smooth as butter right yeah <laughs> mostly, <laughs> mostly yeah. Yeah. so jeremy what's been your favorite memory of 24 hours oh there's just so many it's uh it, it, every year there's something you know i think uh, uh we've had several the fire uh one year you know ryan and i we got on the buggy and went up and you know after texas they were shooting off fireworks and uh, you know, and then the, the patients that come, you know, some of those patients that we, uh, as far as us doing the medical volunteer that get involved, uh, you know, sometimes we have the true, you mm -hmm. know, somebody's gone too much out on the trail. Uh, but it's also those, I think this past year we had a person actively going through the battle of cancer that yes. wanted to come out yes. and, uh, and ride the event. Uh, and we've had in my time, the nine years, we've had a few of those, mm -hmm. you know, out there. But it's just, 
going out and connecting with everybody because how it goes, everybody's out there for a reason, really, and and it's cancer. Mm -hmm. There might be some one-offs out there that just want to come out there and have a good time and and get out of the, you know, the house and and go for a weekend. But I think it's to, to, you know, pinpoint one thing. I don't think I can. It's, it's, it's a journey. I think for everybody, it's, it's been a a great journey, a fun journey, a rewarding journey as far as me and volunteering uh, for this because something that, uh, kind of never done in the past and mm-hmm. just happened onto this and kind of opens your eyes up to a lot of Pam, I told you uh, all of our guests, I have been pondering and thinking of my most impactful moment with our individual guests. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Jeremy alluded to one of them. Um, <laughs> if you've ever been to Paladero Canyon, you realize, um, at, at, during 24 hours, yeah, it might be hot during the day but man, it gets cold at night or it can get cold (laughs) at night. And, uh, that night, uh, this was, oh gosh, was it 2018? I guess it was. And they, there was rumor over the radio that there was a fire that had been started Uh and you, you just alluded to, and it was like, uh, I'm sorry, did he just say there was a fire (laughs) and I'm standing right next to Jeremy and he's like, let's go. And I'm like, we don't, I didn't even know where we were going, but I guess he had heard over the radio that it was at the front of the Canyon and I'm in my shorts and my shirt, you know, and I'm like, this is not going to be a fun ride all the way to the front of the Canyon. It was chilly pedal to the metal all the way there. And of course we, we got up there and they had it under control. Uh, Thankfully the wind was blowing in the correct direction, Um, but it could have been scary, but I was amazed at how calm and cool Jeremy was. And here I am freaked out thinking, what are we going to do? And he's like, we're not doing anything. We're just going to sit here and watch these guys put it out. That's right. <laughs> got to have those calm, cool people on your committee. That's right. You bet. That's right. That's yeah. right. So uh, I appreciate Jeremy, what you do for us and our survivors and um, at our event. I know that um, I know we're in good hands with our medical team when Jeremy's there and Bill's there, we're in good hands. So, uh, well, appreciate you having me back, you know, all these years. And like I said, it's, um, you know, everybody, Brian, Pam, it's, it's, uh, you know, what you guys do and go through to get where we need to be at that event and, and keeping the survivorship clinic, and especially in a time of COVID, you know, being in healthcare and I know the struggles you guys have had, mm-hmm. uh, to continue to fight the good fight out there and, and to keep this ball rolling. But, uh, you know, uh, God willing, keep it uh, going for a few more years. That's right. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Thank Thanks, you. Jeremy. You bet. Pam, our last and certainly not least, but also our newest committee member is joining us now on the podcast. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, so let me introduce Maribel Rivera. Maribel. Hello. Yes. Ryan, tell us, tell us uh, how long you've been involved with 24 Hours. So I've been involved for about nine years. Um, my husband, Jeremy, and two boys, Lucas and Ryan, have been advocates for the organization um, for nine years. We... Um, started a team and we've grown, we've lost some members. We've had members as far as San Antonio, Texas. So, um, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And then you've just recently joined the foundation. And so now, uh, you are officially, uh, adopted into the 24 hours committee. Yes. So very short time. This will be her first next year. The 2016 will be her first, uh, 24 hours as a committee member. That's right. You know, you brought everybody food or took them out to eat. We just recruited Mary Bell in the canyon. Yeah, so, we'll, we'll yeah. touch on that in a second. But yeah, 
This one was different. This, this, one, one, was... this one is a little bit different. So, Mary Bell, why 24 hours? So, um, long story short, so we moved to Canyon in 2008. And at that time, you know, we were new. We wanted to, it was important to Jeremy and I to make sure to um, teach our boys to give back to the community. And so um, later on, um, I was working alongside a coach that had was on a team with 24 Hours in the Canyon, and he was asking for donations. And so I had never heard of 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, so I asked him to explain to me what this organization was. And so um, he explained to me what it was, and we donated And so the next year, well, we talked about it after that, and we had never been out to the canyon. And so we went out to the canyon, visited, and then Jeremy and I talked about it and said, let's put a team together. So we did. Uh, Jeremy's worked for Granger Industrial Supply for 25 years, and so we decided to put together a team Granger. And so we had a lot of riders um, and started raising money. And uh, have had a lot of fun with it. Um, one of the things with Granger, you know, they've made a donation to 24 Hours. And then we continue as a team to raise money. But one of the things that we've been blessed with is they have a matching, um, a matching gift program. Yeah. And so um, that's also pretty cool to be able to do that. So I encourage all of our donors and, you know, when you're raising money, to ask your people, you know, do y'all have a matching gift program? Because you just never know, and every dollar counts. So we wanted something like 24 Hours to be able to show our kids this is giving back to the community, and um, all proceeds were going to stay. That was important to us, too, that all proceeds were going to go straight back to 24 Hours in the Canyon. Yeah, That's very important. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and you guys have been involved um, in a variety of ways as well, and, and including family. That's always, that's been a, a common theme, right, Pam? That is. Yeah. It's like everybody's kids grew up. Out grew up the... and being a part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Mary Bell, tell our listeners um, about your connection to cancer. So, unfortunately, we have a very long list of family members and close friends. Uh, my in-laws both um, have had cancer. Um, are now in remission, so that's great. Um, my nephew have an aunt. Like I said, a lot of friends, close family members that have had cancer. So, you know, it was important for us to be able to give back to the cancer community because we knew how hard it was to see family members and friends go through this very challenging time. Yeah. So. So you've been out there um, several years. Do you have a favorite memory out there? I do. I'm going to try not to cry. I'm already getting teary. Here's I, some tissues. Um, <laughs> so my most favorite and memorable moment every year um, is the beginning of the race. So um, we are a non-competitive team. We go out there to raise money, have fun family everybody brings their family out um so and we also just to kind of set it up for you when we're waiting there at the pavilion to you know ryan's introducing the race and getting ready to get 
everybody just excited to to start the race. Um, we are in the very back. <laughs> We're back row <laughs> people. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And so we, our team starts in the very back. And so we get geared up. Um, you know, we pray with everybody. And um, I always have the same song every year that I start the race out with. And it's the fight song. And so um, we start to lead out. And it's just amazing. All these, because we're in the back and you see the sea of bikes in front of you. And then you get to the survivors. Yeah. And so at that time, you start to think about who you're writing for and their journey and what they've gone through. Sorry. And um, then you see the survivors all in the same color shirt. And they're, they're so excited for you. They're clapping. They're smiling. Um, that right there, I mean, so when you're riding, when you're riding a bike, you're thinking about the energy that you're going to have to put into this hill <laughs> that right you're about gear, to. The... <laughs> yes, all the things not falling in front of everybody. You yeah. know, that's one thing. And so um, you see them and it just gives you a boost of energy to be able to, this is why, this is why we're here. And so the fact that y'all have all the survivors out there, you know, supporting and clapping for everybody, um, that's meaningful. I mean, it's, sure. it's our why. It is. I think we need louder bells next year. I, I think we, yeah. <laughs> or, or train horns or something. something. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, uh, Maribel, one of the things that, uh, I'm doing is uh, kind of tagging on to memorable moments and memorable and uh, impactful moments um, for each of our committee members. Now you're a little different because it's it's difficult to think of a impactful moment that I've seen or experienced with you, other than um, we uh, we always kind of joked every year. I say joked, talked about that um, because I know. Penny and Pam would always be over at Mary Bell's rest stop. <laughs> Don't mess with it. Yeah. Don't mess with it. It is stop. it's not the rest stop over in Mesquite. She doesn't need help. It's it's not. <laughs> it is Mary Bell's rest rest stop. Mm -hmm. And we coordinate and ask what Mary Bell needs, wants. Is, mm -hmm. is it set up okay? Is this all okay? <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. yes. Now, the interesting thing is, is that I more or less learned about. Um, the potential of you coming to work here at the center at Mary Bell's rest stop by way of Pam at about 1030 on Sunday morning last uh, this year at 24 hours. Yes. I drove making my lap around as I sometimes do in, in my pickup, checking on everybody. And I stopped and you were at the rest stop, Pam, and uh, flagged me and rolled my window down. And you said, hey, uh, Penny and I think we found our um, replacement for your your replacement for Penny when Penny was was leaving, and I was like half asleep, hadn't hadn't slept, you <laughs> yeah. know, zombie. And said, what are you talking about? And you said Maribel Rivera, and I just remember thinking, what? <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, just go on, we can talk about it on Monday, and I was like, oh, okay, sure. Well, then I pondered that, like, 
the rest of the, that Sunday finishing up the event. And uh, I mean, I have to say it, it was very perfect timing mm-hmm. to be told that the two people who one, which, which you ultimately would replace uh, and then um, the other that you would work with chose you <laughs> and told me about it at your rest stop. <laughs> I know. Right. That's it was, right. I say, and I'll say it over and over. It was, Definitely a God thing. I had prayed for this position. And when um, I ran into Penny (laughs) that morning and she told me she was leaving and I was excited. And I told her, I said, listen, I'm selfishly excited for myself and sad for you and and for the founder for the organization. And and she just kind of looked at me confused. And I said, I'm interested. Like I wanted to grab onto that as fast as I didn't know what the, requ- I didn't know anything about it, so, you know, as far as the job itself requirements. And, but I was going to put my name out there. <laughs> and the funny thing is she brought me salsa. I didn't have to bring her food. Oh, see, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. there you go. There you go. Yeah, I did. I did bring y'all some salsa, didn't I? That was the first year I've tried it. Yeah. So it was so good. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, definitely. Um, I've prayed for this job, just being able to be a part of it and raise money, advocate all the things 24 hours. Um, but this is my dream job. And so I will forever be grateful to both of you and the foundation for taking a chance on me to be able to live my dream and help. And being on the flip side now, being able to see where all of our proceeds go and helping and the impact that it makes on each and every one of our survivors that come in, um, whether it be um, just a social aspect, just to connect to other survivors or um, financial assistance. You know, um, cancer is a burden all the way around. And I have seen it um, really it's taxing on them. And so to be able to have that, you know, to be able to help them financially as well is, is really a blessing. So I thank y'all. Well, thank you. Mary Bell, thank you for joining our team, um, our committee, and also coming to work with us. That's right. It's great. Putting up with all of our crazy ideas. I love it. (laughs) It's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of crazy wild things come up periodically around here. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's great. Well, Pam, that, that brings us to the end of, of most of our committee members. This mm-hmm. by certain, not all of our committee members. Mm-hmm. Um, it might take about four episodes or five episodes if we did all of our, our committee. That's right. But, you know, we always end with a Pete's powerful moment. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be great if, if you and I talk through a few things of, you know, being around and, and um, the impactfulness that we've seen during our tenure and timeframes around 24 hours. So let's start with you. Well, I think my favorite memory was, um, <laughs> I remember going to the first committee member uh, meeting mm-hmm. and Ryan's like, just come, you, just make yourself welcome. Everybody's nice, blah, blah, blah. So I get there and I remember, oh, well, there's Flash, there's Snur, there's Villa, there's, everybody had a nickname and I didn't know anybody and I left and, Ryan's like, well, you remember so-and-so? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And it was so weird because everybody knew exactly what they had to do without being told. Yeah. And nobody fussed about it. And everybody got the meaning. And so it was just neat to see how different 
we different people we have come together for one cause. And so I think that was my favorite memory. Um, I could agree with a lot of them about this start line. Um, yes. That one's emotional, um, but I think that one's my favorite just to see the group of people come together for the cause. And I would think many of our listeners are probably going, oh, I, I sense that now after hearing from the the, the, the few, right, the, the, the short list here, yeah. um, the, the differences and how from different backgrounds and, and the different connections. and um, But what's funny, too, if you think back through all of the, the committee members that we've talked to, a lot of it, their, their stuff is similar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's kind of neat to see uh, from their perspective. There is. Yeah. So, Ron, what about you? What's your favorite memory? Well, I, it's really hard to narrow down one or two, but I, what comes to mind the, the most, you know, uh, comes to the forefront, I should say, uh, aside from the things that have been mentioned, because I don't want to seem insensitive to say, oh, it's not the send off. It's not mm-hmm. the survivors because th- that is that's obviously, obviously important. But these are like a couple of little milestones in my mind that I think of. One is I remember after the very first year and uh, we had had pulled off 24 hours in the canyon and uh, I'll never forget. I wish I could remember who it was, but I, I'll never forget. Somebody came up to me and go, hey, when is next year? And I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ne- crazy two years in a row. <laughs> next year? And he was like, yeah, man, this was so much fun. We want to put it on our calendars. And I was like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And I just remember that night talking to Kimberly saying, hey, this guy came up to me and was wanting to know when next year was. And she was kind of the same way, like, we got to do this again? (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, yeah. I mean, I I guess as long as people still want to come and and, and ride and and do this, I mean, I guess we should. You know, and here we are now getting ready for our 16th year. And then the other other thing that's very memorable, um, because we think of this as just, an event, right? I mean, right. I, it does raise a lot of money. It does a lot of good. I don't want to take away from that, but we think of it as just a conduit to do those things. And again, it's one of those things I, I couldn't even tell you who it was, but I just remember seeing through the power of social media, someone one time said, you know, tag somebody like, Hey, Pam, you ought to look at this. We ought to think about doing this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that person replied back and said, it's been on my bucket list for a couple of years. So cool. And I thought, Wait a minute. This you need a you need a, a wider bucket <laughs> or a deeper bucket if this is on your bucket list. Mm-hmm. And then you think, well, okay, but it, it means different to everybody. And so it was really pretty powerful to me to say, you know what? We we owe it to people to make this the best it can be. We owe it to people to to put this on. Right. You know, we owe it to our survivors. We owe it to um the providers in town that care for survivors. We owe it to them to do this event to raise not only awareness, but raise funds and, and, and do the things that we do. When I, when I saw that, it really like hit me like a ton of bricks. Like this is meaningful to a lot of people. And so I I think that's, that's pretty powerful as well. Those are good memories. And so why did you come up with 24 hours? Why not 12 hours or six hours or two hours? Uh, I know. Right. Um, It's kind of, it's kind of funny. And and I, I sometimes joke about that. Whoever came up with the, this, I mean, they need to have their head examined and like, oh uh, yeah. Um, you know, I think really way back when, um, it was simply something to, uh, be different, 
There's nothing like this in our area, our region. Um, and and there was a, a a guy that I talked to at uh, long story short, go back and, and listen to our our why, you know, what to expect for 24 hours for the podcast. Um, but in a nutshell, um, I was at a lunch table with um, a, a group of people that were at the inaugural Live Strong Summit. And uh, I believe it was October of 2006-ish, 2006. And um, we were challenged by the Live Strong Foundation to do something to help our community and impact our community. And so I'm like, I don't have any idea what to do. I'm I'm here because selfishly, I wanted to try to meet Lance Armstrong. And Mm -hmm. and again, go back and listen to that podcast. That's a longer story. But... um, it was one of those things that I'm they go around the table, right? And they're like, well, what are you going to do? And this person says, well, I'm going to do this. And, and I'm going to, uh, this other person says, I, I've been helping with a prostate cancer support group. So I'm going to do my, my prostate support group and I'm going to do, and the guy sitting right next to me as it gets closer and I'm thinking somebody needs to stop this. Cause I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't want to be the only one that says, I don't know. I don't have a clue. And, uh, the guy sitting next to me says, well, we put on a 24 hour mountain bike event in this little Canyon that we have. And I believe, I can't remember where it was, but I believe it was somewhere in the Northeast. And, uh, he, and I kind of turned and looked at him like it hit me like this, that sounds cool. And, uh, he kind of talked through it a little briefly. And then it was of course my turn. Hey Ryan, what are you going to do? And I go, I think I'm going to steal his idea. And I'm going to, I think I may, I may look at implementing this. And, uh, from that moment on, it was always a 24 hour event. There was never, Maybe we should only do a, you know, one hour. Maybe we should only do a this. It was, it was, no, we're going to do 24 hours. And I thought, yeah, let's do it. That's so cool. Yeah. And thank you for having that idea and all the lives you've changed. Cause I know um, a lot of people have been impacted by just that um, idea that you had. Well, and I, I, it's been, uh, it's been a blessing on us, on me, my family. It's been a blessing far more than, than, uh, I think I ever could have imagined. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to say one last thing too. I know that, um, some people have asked about, uh, where did the tagline come from? Mm-hmm. Um, cancer doesn't sleep. Why should we? And, uh, it's kind of another interesting story just cause I think it's, it's very, uh, God driven. It's a very, um, moment that you kind of go, this is perfect. After we had that, that lunch session, we went into a, an, afternoon session and uh we were paired up with with people and in my little circle that I was paired up with there was a a young adult lady um college age and um she was diagnosed uh with brain cancer if I remember correctly and um I couldn't tell you her name uh all I could remember is she had on this t-shirt it was a green t-shirt with white lettering and that's what it said cancer doesn't sleep why should we and somebody asked her about that uh, in our little group. And, uh, she said, we did, um, a lock-in at, uh, in her dorm at her, at her school. I have no idea what school she was at. I was just fixated on the shirt and the saying, and, uh, she said they did a lock-in, uh, to raise money and, and they donated it to uh, a cancer program wherever her school was. Um, but it was centered around, you know, we're going to do something all night, all night long. And it was a, a big, huge party. She said, um, and I thought, you know, that works for a 24 hour event. And, uh, we're, we're going to really push that and say, you know what, for 24 hours, we're, we're going to do all we can do to really 
make an impact on people's lives going through cancer. And I, like I said, I wish I could remember that lady's name. Um, I have no idea where she went to school. I would love to reach out to those two people and say, hey, <laughs> thank you, you. You know what that little side comment you made at lunch or in our group? And, and here we are now to see what this is. So, um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of one of those things to sit back and reflect on. It is. You know, I've learned a whole lot from all of our members. Um, I know we could probably write a book, or you could at least. <laughs> it, it would be a fun book to write uh, it, with a lot of interesting stories. Yeah, so, you know, if you're listening and you want to get involved, um, volunteer. There's spots out there for yes. um, you to help. Um, giving back is a, a good thing. It is, it is. And so I would just tag on to that and say, you know, call up to the Survivorship Center um, and, and even – uh, or send us an email, but the phone number is 806-331-2400. Uh, hopefully that's easy to remember. You're going to speak with Mary Bell or Pam. Uh, let them know you want to volunteer. We'll take down your name and number, and then we'll be in touch with you as we get closer to the event. Lots of opportunities. It takes probably close to 200 volunteers to pull this thing off for the weekend. Um, and uh, lots of uh, varying. Uh, you don't have to be like Mary Bell and take over a rest stop for the entire weekend, <laughs> unless you want to. Uh, but there are certainly smaller increments of time to volunteer for. But also, if you are a survivor and you want to get involved yes. and be part of that amazing start line, and um, make sure you sign up. You can get a cool T-shirt. Yep. Um, you can recognize those riders riding for you. So that's right. Yeah, and that's just, that same goes for survivors. Call up here, let us know. Hey, put me on the list. Even though it's early, mm-hmm. we'll still put you on the list and get going on that. That's right. That's right. Well, this has been an amazing year worth of podcast, Pam. It has. And we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot, and I tell you, I hope you guys listening have learned a lot as well. Um, you know, we we are constantly uh, looking for new topics, so. There's an opportunity if you go to our website, the number 24survivorship.org, 24survivorship.org. There's a, a scroll down a little ways. There's information about the podcast. There's a way for you to contact uh, us and connect with us and let us know if you have a topic or a speaker, you know, you'd like for us to visit with. Uh, but I tell you, uh, you guys are in store for another year. We've already decided we're going to continue on weekly podcasts uh, for 2022. So uh, sit back. (laughs) That's right. Season two, sit back, buckle in and, uh, you know, get out your notepad and pen, right? Because there's been a lot of great things to take notes on, uh, to implement in your lives. I know you and I've talked to Pam countless times about, uh, the things we need to do for our homework, right? That's right. We have. So let's leave our listeners with some homework for the last time for this year. Okay. We want them to what? Let's subscribe. Yes. Like comment. Please give us some info. We want to hear um, feedback. Uh, we want to make sure that this podcast is educational for you and your loved ones. So yeah. give us um, your information. Yeah, give us some feedback. Yeah. Let us know. Wanna... Sometimes I feel like it's just me and Pam <laughs> in here <laughs> and our guest visiting. But, I, I, but in all seriousness, yeah, let us know. Uh, if there's something that you've been struggling with and you'd like, I mean, it's not like we're going to say Joe messages and Joe said he'd like this. We're not going to do that. We're not going to call you out. We just want to uh, hopefully be able to meet some needs because I can guarantee you if, if it's something that you're thinking about or you're struggling with, there's others that are in that same boat. That's right. That's right. So we hope you guys have enjoyed season one mm-hmm. of Beyond the Ribbon and will join us again next week as we start season two of Beyond the Ribbon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates. If you'd like more information about the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website, 24survivorship.org. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week.